You're listening to a Sunday service podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We're a faith community committed to racial justice, a place where we practice a deep and authentic welcome, where we listen deeply to where love is calling us next, and a place where with humility, courage, and compassion, we act for justice in the world. To learn more, please visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. Once upon a time, there was a stream that flowed down from far off mountains. It passed through every kind and description of countryside. It went through valleys, over rocks, over soft green meadows. At last, it reached the sands of the desert, a desert perhaps with sand the color of this carpet. Desert sand. And just as it had tried to cross over every other barrier, the stream tried to cross this one, but it found that as fast as it ran into the sand, its waters just disappeared. And this was a problem. It was a problem because the stream had a feeling inside that its destiny was to cross over the desert, but there was no way to do it. No matter how hard the river flung itself again and again into the sand, it couldn't cross. And then a hidden voice, seeming to come from the desert itself, whispered, The wind crosses the desert, and so can the stream. Now, the stream listened to this, but it dismissed this strange voice out of hand. It is the nature of water to run. It is the nature of wind to fly. This is why wind can cross a desert and why you can't. By hurtling in your old, accustomed way, you will not get across. You will either disappear or become a marsh. You must allow the wind to carry you over to your destination. But how can this possibly happen? By allowing yourself to be absorbed and carried in the wind. This idea, this idea is totally unacceptable to me. I mean, I've never been absorbed before. This doesn't sound good. I don't want to lose my individuality. And once I've lost it by being absorbed, how am I ever going to get it back again? The wind knows what it's doing. It takes up water, carries it over the desert, and then lets it fall again. Falling as rain, you become a river again. How do I know this is true? I mean, can't I just stay the same, the same stream I am today? I like myself a lot. I like this flowing and moving that I can do. You can't stay the same. You have to let yourself be changed, transformed. The most essential part of you always stays the same. It gets picked up and carried by the wind. But you have to let yourself change and be carried if you want to reach the other side of the desert. Hmm. I feel like I've heard this somewhere before. Like maybe there's some echoes in me. Maybe I've had to transform before. Maybe I've been carried by the arms of the wind. Hmm. Maybe there's something essential about me that has stayed the same even though I've had to be lifted up before. So okay. I'll let go of my grip. 
I'll release it enough to let myself be picked up, carried up and over by the wind. Maybe it'll be gentle and easy, upwards, over. Maybe the wind will be safe and strong, carrying me right where I need to go, raining me down as a new stream on the other side of the desert. May we have the courage to allow ourselves to be transformed, to be carried on the arms of love, and to carry others as they move through their transformations held in this body of love. Thank you, choir. Now is the time to seize the day, to rejoice in this day we've been given, to slay the giant, to stand as one. In Latin, we would say carpe diem, seize the day. Or if the day is too much to seize, and sometimes it is, we could just say carpe dentum, seize the teeth. You guys remember this Robin Williams movie in like the early 90s, Mrs. Weatherspoon? Where he's like dressed up, he's like trying to reconnect with the kids, and he's dressed up as a woman, and his dentures fall into a glass of wine at this fancy restaurant, and he's like, oh, carpe dentum, and he like pulls his teeth out. <laughs> so seize the teeth. If we can't seize the day, seize the teeth. Take a little bite out of the day. But sometimes, yeah, I think that went over at the first service. People are like, carpe dentum. <laughs> I was like, I need to explain this a little bit more. It's Latin, seize dentum teeth, seize the teeth. So take a little bite out of the day if you can't grab the whole day. But sometimes even with the energy and zest of that song we just heard inviting us to seize the day, it is not carpe diem and it is not carpe dentum. It's simply carpe nada. That's a little Latin Spanish fusion word I just made up, carpe nada. 
Because the fact is that sometimes we can't seize the day. Sometimes we don't feel like we can get across the desert, that dry place in our lives. We don't feel like we can get across the grief or the loss or the sorrow or the disappointment. Whatever it is, it is too big and it is too vast and impossible. We can't seem to get a hold of it and we most definitely cannot seem to seize it. And there it is, friends, the tension of being human. The dance between carpe diem, seize the day, and I've got nothing. The tension between grabbing hold of what's in front of us, actively confronting the corrosive effects of white supremacy, or seizing the day and facing the day with courage and facing our fears, and then holding that, those possibilities with the reality that so often heaviness rests on our chest, weighing us down, and we can barely seize anything. This is the human condition. Sometimes we're deep in the valley of the shadow of death in the cold and chilling shade, and sometimes we are leading the charge up to the mountaintop. But mostly as human beings, we spend an awful lot of time between those two places, between catching a glimpse of the world and our lives as they might be, and then falling into numbness or despondency because of what is. The role of religion of all stripes and types and persuasions is to help us hold and live in that tension. Ultimately, good religion and good spiritual practice will orient us to the landscape of both carpe diem, seize the day, and that exuberance, some spiritual orientation for that location, and some spiritual orientation for the I've got nothing over here. A good religion, a good spiritual practice will remind us that in both places and in everywhere in between, the holy love, God, if you will, the spirit of life is present and is available to us. Now, some religions give clear-cut answers on how to resolve this tension. And they say, believe this, do this thing, practice this and you'll be fine. You'll seize the day, and you'll be grounded in unquestionable truth. Other religious traditions and practices and poets invite us deep into the heart of that tension, not to resolve the tension too quickly or to rush to an answer, but to hold the complexity of our lives. The poet Ann Hillman says it like this. We look with uncertainty beyond the old choices for clear-cut answers to a softer, more permeable aliveness, which is every moment at the brink of death. For something new is being born in us if we but let it. We stand at a new doorway, awaiting that which comes, daring to be human creatures, vulnerable to the beauty of existence, learning to love. Here in this church, we aspire to live in the landscape that that poet describes. We dare to be human, to live at the edge of the metaphorical desert, that place of transformation, to trust that something new is being born in us, even in this moment. And we will cross the desert or the grief or the loss, whatever it is when the time is right. And as we live in that place and encounter that place again and again in our lives, we see clearly that we can't do life alone. We need each other. 
just like the stream needed the wind to carry her across the dry desert. We need each other just as someone who is in the deepest folds of sorrow needs someone who knows that landscape and can accompany them. This month we explore the question, why church? And one answer to that question is because we need communion. Communion meaning the sharing or the exchange of what's really in our hearts and in our minds. We need communion and community because we do life so poorly when we try to do it by ourselves. For example, the other day, I was in a fairly intense, in a good kind of way, a fairly intense meeting with some church folks and I have permission to share this story. And one of the people in this group, as we were talking, said, you know, if you're not careful, it's really easy to wander into a bad neighborhood. And I must have had a look on my face, and I think other people in the room must have had a look on their face, because the expression bad neighborhood so often is a phrase used to separate and segregate. It's so often used by white folks to talk about people of color in the neighborhoods and communities they live in. And so I think we all had that look on our face of like, what are you saying? And this person quickly explained, I mean, a bad place, like a bad neighborhood in my mind, and how this person had been thinking about how their inner landscapes are like actual landscapes. And what this person went on to say, and I love this deeper truth, is when we go into those hard places internally, when we go into a place that's filled with muck and swamp and stickiness and just it's a place where we're down on ourselves and hard on ourselves and saying mean and hurtful things about ourselves and forgetting the light in us, when we're in that place, we need someone else to accompany us and bring us back into a better place in our heart and mind. We need communion. We need connection. We need presence. And so on this Water Communion Sunday, as we reconnect with one another, strangers and friends alike, as we merge the sacred waters of our lives, we remember that at the heart of our Unitarian Universalist faith is the belief that we all spring from one source, one love, one deep well. There is a fundamental unity that connects us and holds and celebrates all of our differences, which means that this congregation invites you to bring all of who you are, your wounds, your history, your love, your dreams, your aspirations, your wrestling with the divine like Jacob wrestled with the angel, to bring all of that into communion with others and in doing that, discover a deeper shared humanity and discover that we're not alone. And as we enter into this new church year together, we invite you to grow your spirit with others as you join a circle or a class or join one of our justice efforts as we sponsor asylum seekers or build homes or work to dismantle white supremacy culture. These, too, are ways to commune. And friends, if all you can do right now is sit in the pew and receive, if your spiritual tank is just empty, you've got nothing, we will hold you in this ocean of care and you can recharge. And if you're here to seize the day, to have your prayers become vows of action and you are ready to lead the charge or the march or the effort, we got you too. Said simply, there is space here for you and your life and all of its beauty and all of its messiness and all of its wonder. And we are in that space together, knowing that something right 
now new is being born in us if we but let it. And so we stand and sit at a new doorway, daring to be human creatures, vulnerable to the beauty of existence, learning to love. May it be so. And amen. Amen. Each year at this time, we gather as a community of remembering, a community flowing in love. Each of us brings and offers this simple, sacred building block of life, water. And as these waters converge in our water communion, we remember who we are through ritual and word. We, as a people, welcome, affirm, and protect the light in each human heart. We listen deeply to where love is calling us next. And we act with humility, bravery, and compassion in our service to justice. Will the water bearers please come forward? This morning, we honor what water teaches us about life's sacredness and inevitable changes, as water constantly cycles through different expressions, standing, rushing, evaporating, hovering, raging in great waves, cleansing and nourishing the earth through rain. And the cycle begins anew, but never quite the same. Like water, our lives know many phases. On this morning of remembering, may we honor the deep waters of this place, the deep life we are invited to share here, and recommit ourselves to journeying with each other, calling each other in again and again, trusting that we are not alone as our lives take new shape, trusting always in the transforming, extravagant power of love. We remember and honor water. Water that comes from Turtle Lake in Todd County. Water from our house. Water from home. May we live like a river flows, carried by the surprise of our own unfolding. It's all worked out before. <laughs> Best laid plans. We remember and honor, honor water that is so improvisational. We honor Lake Superior, water from Colorado, water from the Winnipeg Folk Festival, Bidet Makaska, rainwater from home, Beaver Lake where our grandparents live, rain from our birdbath, Lake Okoboji. Of, at the family reunion. May we live like a river flows, carried by the surprise of our own unfolding. We remember and honor water from 
the Cedar Meadow wetlands, Minnehaha Creek, and the Mississippi River, our rain barrel, Bidet Macasca, rainwater in Shorewood, and Camp Tanaduna. May we live like a river flows, carried by the surprise of our own unfolding. We remember and honor water from backyards, from Cedar Lake, from our new home in Minneapolis, from Longfellow, from Camp Unistar, and from the Boundary Waters. May we live like a river flows, carried by the surprise of our own unfolding. Spirit of life, whose work and will and very essence is love, we bless this water. This water we will use to dedicate our babies and children, knowing that we all come from, are held by, return to the great ocean the source of unending love. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting our ministry. Text First Univ, that's F I R S T U N I V, to 73256 to make your gift. If you are able to join us in person for Sunday worship, we'd love to see you in church. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.